This is the Healing Our Brokenness Podcast, where we dissect problems and solutions that exist among broken people living in a broken world. And we also believe that we're going from broken relationships to resilience and flourishing. The title of this episode, we're actually on episode 101, and the title of this episode is, I'm Stuck. Now, when you think of somebody saying I'm stuck, it actually makes me think of my daughter when she was two years old, and uh, she would get in the kitchen chair at the table, and she liked to pretend like she was stuck so I could come over and help her. And, you know, kids do all kinds of things for attention, but that was one of her things. And my son would say, oh, mom, mom, I got to help her. She's stuck. And I said, no, <laughs> she's not stuck at all. <laughs> I said, she's not stuck. She's going to figure it out. And she would keep going, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. And finally, I end up having to go over there and put her in the chair or either have to get on her before she would finally go on and sit down in the chair. And it wasn't too long before that I'm stuck, stopped. But anyways, what the kind of stuck I'm talking about today is the stuck that is when you're dealing with grief. And one thing about grief is that we all have our own timetable. It's not something that can be rushed, I would say. Uh, some of us want to rush it. We wish we could just zoom past that's not how grief works. Grief is a process and that process has got to be gone through. Some people, when they grieve, they um, go through the entire five steps, so to speak, the anger, the denial, the bargaining, all of the steps, acceptance. And then some of us might skip over or do it all kind of ways out of order. I know with me, when I was grieving, and this is in particular in regards to um, my divorce, uh, my grief was all over the place. There was anger initially, but then my brain, because of the trauma, could not process the anger. And so the anger started to come in towards the end of my healing process from, from the divorce, if that makes any sense. I know it's kind of weird, but that is literally uh, what ended up happening as far as my anger being on the back end because my brain had a difficult time processing. And because it was having a difficult time processing, instead of me feeling anger, uh, that's when the flashbacks and images would occur, uh, unfortunately. Now, in the scriptures, we have Samuel, who had been grieving over Saul. And he was grieving over Saul because Saul was king and God had decided, you know what, we're done. <laughs> this is a done deal. You're not king anymore. I've dethroned you, so to speak. Samuel's job was to be able to go and uh, appoint a new king, and it was going to be the one that God was going to anoint and let him know this is him. Okay. So Samuel had been grieving for a while. And what, like I said before, when it comes to grief, um, we don't want to get into the point of judging other people's grief. Samuel had been grieving for a while, and if God said something about it, obviously that while was too long because God came to him and said, how long? 
How long are you going to be grieving over Saul? And to read exactly what scripture says, it says, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve for Saul when I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have chosen a king for myself among his sons. Okay. So there are some times when we're grieving so long that we should have been pulled out of something, but we're still in it. Grief can actually make you comfortable and um, it can get you to the point of being stuck in it and trapped if we're not careful. You know, and so basically God was telling Samuel, we're done with this. We're, we're like done with a capital D. Get up. Let's get moving. We're done. Let's get back into the groove. So obviously, for what was going on with Samuel, it was going on too long. His grief over Saul. And there are some things that we end up being caught up in in life that we've been grieving over too long. God's like that relationship. We're done. That friendship, we're done. That job, we're done. Uh, that house, that car, uh, that opportunity, we're done. We're done grieving that, and it's time to move forward. And like I said, I'm not saying that that's about everything. We just rush through it. But there are some things that God has been telling us this on, and we're still trying to keep on having it to keep uh, lingering, on, lingering on, so to speak, keep drawing it out, and God is ready to like close the door on it. But we're still trying to stay in the hallway. God is like, no, we're done. And so we have to get to the point of asking ourselves in order for us to be able to jump back up as far as being resilient and adapting to what has happened to us and moving on and adapting to the change. We have to be ready in ourselves. When God says we're done, done, we need to be able to be able to say that we're done, done in our minds, and in our hearts and in our souls, because if not, we'll end up being able, we'll end up being stuck. And if you're stuck and you're trapped in a certain situation, you're there long enough, that is not going to be compatible with having uh, the ability to be resilient. We're going to keep ourselves there comfortably. And one thing about it, when it comes to coming up out of anything, a lot of times we go according to how I feel. Well, I don't feel like doing it today. So then we just don't do it. I don't feel like washing dishes. So I'm not washing dishes. And sometimes that's just what we need in order to nourish our souls we need to just not do what we normally do but a lot of times we go on our feelings I don't feel like doing this I don't feel like doing that I don't feel like combing my hair today I don't feel like going down the streets to the store I need more milk I don't feel like getting tissue from the store whatever it is we don't feel like doing it so we can get comfortable and not doing it and then the next thing you know like three months have passed oh I didn't feel like vacuuming and so I just didn't vacuum you know and so uh, when we get like this, this is just how we start to get stuck. Like I said, we all can go through patterns of it, but staying in it and staying in it too long. And so obviously Samuel had stayed in it way too long. So we're counting on how we feel all the time. That's not a good judge. We have to go according to truth. We have to go according to what our system is telling us. And that way we will be able to discern whether we're ready to move on or not and whether God is telling us through sermons who are sitting in stillness, reading his word. And then sometimes someone else can confirm what he's already been telling us. We just feel the Holy Spirit and say, OK, I guess it is time 
for me to move on. Um, and then we want to be careful judging people who are in grief and need to stay in it longer. And uh, grief shows up differently for everybody. Some people's grief show up as rage. Some people's grief shows up as looting. Some people's grief shows up as promiscuity, alcoholism, drug addictions, um, indigestion problems, crying, sadness, rage, vomiting. Uh, you name it, that could be part of people's grief. Some people have had blood vessels to burst in their eyes as part of their grief. So when we get to the point of judging grief, we have to be very careful because we never know how we will react when it comes our turn. And sometimes even self-harm can be a part of grief. Uh, only we know when we're ready. And sometimes we've just been in it too long. And sometimes God says, how long? How long are you going to grieve for Saul? And that could be filling a blank for Saul. We exchange that for whatever it is that we have been grieving over way too long. It's not a perfect thing, but being able to know how to come out of it and that turnaround time is very important in us. Our ability to be able to be resilient is also very important in our abilities to be able to communicate with other people and not have the relationships that we're in to become broken relationships because we cannot get out of grief. We cannot have a conversation outside of grief. Yes, sometimes grief is so bad and we don't know how it's going to be till we get in it. But we also have to remember we do have to live our lives with those people who are our friends, our parents, our children, uh, small group members. We still have to leave, live life in the midst of it. And so um, there could be sometimes we need to be able to be alone. There's other times it's just not good to isolate. And the devil will want us to be by ourselves, which is not God's plan. So I hope that something resonated with you from what I said as we go from broken relationships to resilience and flourishing. I want to thank you for being faithful listeners every week. I want to thank Timothy Horton for bringing the intro and outro music every week. And I want to ask you to follow Healing Our Brokenness podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Until next time.